It's never too early to play holiday music and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friend down below, you can make this season jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favour and use the Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then, add Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have all the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack and so should you. Head to manscaped.com and use the code KEEPER20 for free shipping and 20% off. G'day listeners and welcome to the Keeper League podcast, we're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams, although tonight we might talk about a few superstars because we are recapping the trade and free agency period. So, without further ado, I introduce my guest for this evening, guests for this evening, Louis and Doss. How you going boys? Good, yeah, mate. not bad. Yeah, good. I really shouldn't do that. Did the old it. double intro. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you're <laughs> rusty. And then you stuffed up the intro as well. You've had to cut that out. What Listeners I, what didn't I really, hear that. Um, what I really kind of just get hung up on is like, who do I introduce first? And does that mean like, does, is the person mentioned first the most important or um, do we leave the best to last? I don't really. Well, you're doing better than Dossie because he usually records about six intros before <laughs> the pod pod gets underway. He <laughs> did so. it once this year. See, this oh. is good insight behind the scenes of the pod pod. I don't get that because I, I wasn't on the pod pod at all last season. Didn't get the uh, call yeah, up. Yeah, so. we didn't actually. Yeah, so, oh well, now I didn't get to see what happens behind the scenes. Oh, if you come on next year, we'll make sure to introduce you first. Oh, that's good, yeah. (laughs) The most important, right? Exactly right. The boss man. Good. All right, so how much attention did you pay to the uh, trade and free agency period there, Louis? Um, Quite a bit on Twitter. Um, I tried to steer clear of... All the comments and all the trade radio BS that sort of goes on. You weren't uh, like taking in Matty Randall's every every word. Were you hanging on those? Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> he was. Uh, yeah, he was getting a bit tiresome by the end there. But um, he's surely there for clickbait, right? He's just taking. The oh, piss. he has to be. Yeah, he has to be, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so you won't, you won't get too into it, just kind of yeah, keeping track of the Twitter information. And yeah, when it comes through, you'd, you'd um, see the AFL lodge their papers, so, yep. you know. Yep. And Dossie, I know you were right into it. You were tracking everything that was going on. You, you're real focused this off-season. Look, I had a vested interest in one great goat <laughs> that was out there. And what happened? But, um, yeah, it was he was not freed. Free Rooney was the campaign failed. But, no, I think, like, I actually did, you know, realistically, I probably know – all the trades, I just don't know. You know, I haven't looked at them on paper yet to see the whole totality of what sort of went down. But yep. obviously, I've kept up. Like, you can't avoid, you know, the Twitters, the news and stuff. It's still around. But I haven't just been, same as you, Lou, like, I haven't been, like, holding on to every word of trade radio like I may have done in the past. Yeah. So True. To be honest, I didn't listen to a second of trade radio. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't enjoy I'm usually working when it's on anyway. Mm. So and I've actually, like, to. I've avoided all the takes as well from a fantasy perspective so far. Yeah. So tonight will be my first kind of, like, look at what you guys think. So I'm pretty keen yeah. to hear what you think. Well, I've, in this document that I've written up, I've got every player that got traded and moved clubs. And I've kind of given my opinion. And I just want to see your takes on them. Mm. All right. So let's get stuck straight in because it's going to be a long pod if we uh, keep chatting here. But the first 
trade of the period was, or the first free agent was, Carl Amon uh, to Hawthorne. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about the impact on the old club. So, for example, in this case, what happens to Port Adelaide with him gone, the impact on the new club, and then the impact on the player himself, whether they become more fantasy relevant, less fantasy relevant, that sort of stuff as well. So with Port, I think it gives Bergman and Dersmar free run on the wings. So last year there was a bit of a rotation. Amon did go into the middle a bit. Farrell played a bit on the wings as well, but he kind of settled into halfback at the last two or three games of the season and he was really good there. So I think he remains there. So yeah, Bergman and Dersma are the ones I reckon who are the big beneficiaries because they'll just have free run on those wings. Um, I guess with Hawthorne, like he's trying to work out who the, the winger that they kind of take out is because Harry Morrison went to a like another level this season. There's a few players kind of playing on that, that wing a bit. Connor McDonald was there a bit. Uh, Will Day was on it a bit. Connor Nash would start there a bit as well, but he'd kind of run inside and play more of a tagging role or more of a, um, what do you call it, an accountable role, but he'd start there on those wings. So, yeah, what do you reckon with Carl Amon? What do you reckon his output will be? Do you reckon anything changes with him, Louis, your report man? It, it's tough to tell because it obviously it's dependent on what role he plays, but we saw, and we'll go into it a little bit further in the podcast, what Hawthorne did do through the trade period. So it's hard to know. Uh, if, if he's an outside player, I feel like his output's actually going to go down because I'm not sure they're going to have the cattle to get the ball out to him. Whereas if he goes inside, which we haven't seen much of, but when he has, he scores quite decently, then he could actually be somebody who does um, increase his output from last year. So it's definitely one to watch. Yeah, um, It's going to be super interesting how that Hawthorne makeup is next year because yeah. they're pretty much gutted um, a, a large majority of their experience. So yeah. I think they're going to be favouring the kids in those roles and yeah. that's what we might see on those wings. Like when you look at Hawthorne, you can see they're kind of lacking one kind of genuine outside player due to like what I mentioned before, so many players have like rotated through there. So I think Amon was well, is there to fill one of those holes, but he does have the inside experience that he can go inside if they really need him. Do you know what's just really weird? He is now the most mature midfielder on their list. Like it. Yeah, it baffles, at 27. Yeah. yeah. The trade actually baffles wow. me because, like, they're re- obviously rebuilding. They pick up Carl Amon, who's a dime a dozen winger, if I'm, you know, not being super friendly. but And he's 27. Like, it doesn't really fit the mould of their player list. It doesn't really change anything for Amon's game. It's, he's not on huge money because Port only got a, what, end of second round pick for him. Like, it just the whole move just doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. But anyway. I don't know. They might see more in Amon than, than you have as a Port fan of the years. I thought, I thought you were a big fan of Amon a lot yourself. Fantasy-wise, but he's, just, he's a winger. Like, you put him in the midfield, he doesn't really have an impact. Well, we, that's what, to lose points, so 16% um, centre-bounce attendances for this year. So, do we think he'll be in that midfield mix? They've, Perhaps. They've just they've, lost. Yeah, gutted it. You know, the, no O'Meara, no Mitchell. Obviously, we'll get to those guys. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like he, I reckon Mitchell or O'Meara could have done had a better impact on the inside than Amon's going to. Mm. It's weird. Anyway, they've obviously got an agenda. They've got something they're setting out to achieve, and they've gone with it. We'll move on to the next one. Um, Bobby Hill went to Collingwood. So, with the impact on with, on GW, um, with GWS, Toby Bedford's kind of come straight back in from Melbourne. So he looked like almost ready. He was sub a few times, impacted the games when he was on. He looked like almost ready to kind of be that best 22 player. Um, GWS, he probably fits straight in there. And he's probably more, in my opinion, he's probably going to be more impactful for them um, than Bobby Hill actually was. So, yeah, I think Toby Bedford's a player on the rise. So I think he'll, they'll be fine with him going straight in there. Where he fits into Collingwood, I just don't understand. But I don't think we really need to discuss this one too much because he's probably not going to be fantasy relevant anyway. Um, I don't know how he fits in with, you know, Elliot, Ginevan, McCreary. Um, he plays the pressure forward role, but Ash Johnson came in uh, later on in the season when, and was awesome. So that midfield, and then you've got key tools on top of that. It's that midfield. And then McStay comes in. There's That's a crowded. It's I, a think crowded he'll, I think he will be good. 
Do you think he goes yeah, plays up forward, or do you think he goes onto a wing or? TB, uh, TBC there. Yeah. I mean, they did let um, pull to go as well, so yeah. maybe they can kind of see him playing a bit of bit of everything. But I thought he'd be a forward. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It is pretty stacked. But so I see forwards. him fitting in and again, yeah, not fantasy really relevant. Yeah. Right, we'll move on because it's not doesn't have a heap of fantasy relevance there to anyone. Um, Tim Taranto to Richmond. So do you guys agree that this will be good for Kelly and Tom Green? Tom Green, I think, is a yeah. given. Do you think Kelly goes on the inside more? I know he was playing that kind of mid-forward role. I've got I Green. I think Green's one of the first people I've um, chucked in the pod pod group as a guy that I'm okay. looking at taking a big leap next year. But it's got to be one of those guys or, or someone else that's going to step up into that role, whether Cogs goes to another level or, or someone else. It's definitely going to have a big impact because he was such a yeah. such a big player for them last year. I just don't know year. if I can see Cogs going bigger than what he did last year, like especially in that second half, whereas I think one of those guys could see more of a boost. Yeah, I see Tom Green, I think, was the one that sort of sacrificed when they had their full squad all together. So he'd be the one that I think takes the big leap. The uh, the impact at Richmond is going to be pretty big, I reckon, because you'll see Short go back to defence, I reckon, and Shea Bolton might go spend a bit more time up forward being that kind of dynamic style of player. Um, then you got Hopper into the side too. So I think those guys, you could see them move out of the midfield a bit more, which might be bad for their fantasy relevance, but probably good for Richmond as a side. Actually, sorry, Short is going to be real good, like going back to halfback, but bad for Shea Bolton if he does move out of the midfield a bit. But yeah, seeing I'm um, seeing Short back on that halfback line, I think is every fantasy owner's dream, I reckon. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say like, what do you guys think of, because I've obviously got the stats here um, to help, but what do you reckon Tom Green as a midfielder last year, what do you reckon his CBAs were at? Well, I'm going to guess that they were big early and then they dropped off. What season average? Oh, I'd say average? about 25%. Yeah, around that mark, 30. Really? Yeah. I th- okay. 58%. Okay. Yeah. I, wow. I, I thought, score I, thought it, down. I knew it would be uh, like there's still heaps of room for growth to my point, but I didn't think you guys were going to go that low. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Just based on his scoring. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was it bigger yeah. early? Is that, does that um, He had a stretch there. So, between like rounds five and eight. Eight, he was in the mid seventies yeah, sort okay. of yeah. range. So I feel like he'll be a seventy to eighty percent at least next year. Personally, that's going to be good for him if he can. That's, just, that's what I think. Even if he just gets that ten percent bump, because like yeah. his mould is the Patrick Cripps, right? And Cripps is a guy that basically attends every sound bounce. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's just go back to Tim Taranto for a second. So, what do you think he averages next year? Where do you think he plays at Richmond first of all? And what do you think he averages? Dossie, you first. Well, he play, he's got to play in the midfield. Yeah. He, he wouldn't be going there otherwise, I'd imagine. Um, the thing that is going to be interesting is that um, we're seeing him moving from the Giants system to the Richmond system, which the Richmond just last year were the 14th best fantasy team, whereas the Giants were the seventh. So, um, I think he's kind of one of these unique players, though, where it's not going to matter where he plays. He's going to be sort of that you know, the piggish kind of mould. I see Taranto, you know, being a, a gun and sort of one of our fantasy, like, especially classic, just a guy that's going to take a, you know, 110 kind of guy. Should keep forward status too next season. Go very Taranto, close. Taranto, I love Taranto. I, I think he's a 110 guy given, like, a stern role. And, uh, Louis, what do you reckon? Uh, his average? Yeah. I think it'll be uh, between 100 and 105. Yeah. Uh, that Richmond game style unless they change it doesn't really lend itself to having that crazy fantasy scorer that being said um i think they've put quite a few chips in on tim taranto uh, and jacob hopper so i think those two are going to be the main two guys for them we'll see massive cbas and as we know with tim taranto he doesn't need to um he doesn't need to be a good user of the football he's very good at getting the football in the contest and banging it along the 
the wings. So yeah. he can easily accumulate, you know, 20 touches just like that. I tend, I tend to agree with you that 100, 110 average. I think that's where he'll be. It's just that like late in the season, we saw Cochin put up some big scores. Um, Prestia, before he got injured, put up, putting up some big scores. Like he could be, there could be a, a bit of a shift there to kind of move towards that style of play to allow that. I reckon we'll move on to the next yep. player because we spent a bit of time on Taranto. 40% centre bounce attendances for Taranto last year. That should see. Uh, you'd think about a 60% next year minimum. Oh, I um, think, I yeah, think he'll be the main guy. Yeah, okay. yep. yeah cool. Um your boys, Dossie, West Coast Eagles, picked up Jaden Hunt. Yeah, huge pickup. <laughs> um, the lads really went went for it this uh, this trade period. So, um, yeah, no, you can't really complain about getting the future Brownlow medalist and Jaden Hunt in. Um, preseason song inbound. All right. Yeah, irrelevant. Yeah, pretty much irrelevant fantasy. Does it Because they played in the finals, didn't he? He was in the finals squads. I, th- I think he was getting heaps Jayden games Hunt, this year, yeah. wasn't he? Oh, I think I he was, was playing twos. He was in and out. I know he was in and out, but I think he came into the side. I'm going to have a look. You have a quick look for me, Dossie. Yeah. He, he was in and out, well, in the premiership year. Yeah, yeah, I know that. he didn't yeah. end up playing in the grand final. I know that. I thought- like, 16 games during the regular season anyway. Yeah, um, and he played, to, the, yeah. he played the last few rounds. Yeah, he, well. he finished the season. I'm yeah. not sure about finals. I think he played most finals, yeah. Well, if he goes, does, does it free up a spot for your boy, Jake Bowie? Bowie. On that halfback flank. Yep, it sure does. <laughs> it right. sure does. And does he play at West Coast? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and it's Just a clear. It's funny because it, it is a clear need. Like our backline's super slow. Yeah, um, it's one thing. And I mean, if they deploy him somewhere else, as a team, we're generally pretty slow. Like yeah, that's yeah. something that they've obviously trying to address he's 27 it's probably just a short stop kind of bringing something that they need so yeah just having a look like you you played with it and jermaine jones the halfback line even rioli on your halfback line a little bit uh, duggan was back there hearn how was a hoff sorry hoff mm-hmm. um so hey they were back there last year a bit as well so like he kind of offers something a bit different to those type of players as well. He does. Yeah. But, I'd, but I'm more excited about the people leaving West Coast, um, <laughs> like as in for the opportunities coming oh, I up. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. guys like- Redden going and- Yeah, Redden yeah. retiring is pretty yeah. big. Like a Jai Cully might take a yep. step up quickly. Yeah. I don't know, we'll wait and see preseason, I think. Moving on to Blake Akers heading to Carlton. Um, the big one is um, those wings at Fremantle really open up because we saw Mundy play a lot on the wings towards the end of the season. We'll kind of just start out there. O'Driscoll is the one that's going to- step up I think in this role he's going to go pretty big next year so do you think what do you think O'Driscoll can average I reckon he could go 80 plus next year he's the type fantasy type plays that kind of outside game he showed a bit of a ceiling as well last year I think he actually turned up maybe once or twice or he certainly got near it so uh, being his first season of football that's always a promising sign I think with those wings freed up yeah he's certainly a guy that could maybe push to that 80 90 range I still think Aish will probably be on the wing where yeah, they direct the, the most traffic, down. but um, O'Driscoll should have quite a bit of a bit of a jump and maybe somebody that you might be able to pick up late. Yeah, so Fremantle did play that a really friendly game for wingers where they were kind of used in, in the kind of chip, like kind of they went short to go forward type thing. Well, Longmuir, yeah. he came from the Collingwood system yeah, exactly. under Bucks, Fantasy so friendly. naturally there's a lot of marks, a lot of kicks, and yeah. Um, an outside player like that could be a massive winner out of it. And I like that um, that sort of like for like as well because O'Driscoll, you know, he's a tall, I think, yeah, yeah so 188 centimetres like Blake Akers. They obviously like using that taller yeah. taller wingman. But the other yeah. one would be, I think, Henry played a fair bit 
um, yeah. on the wing late as Not well. So fantasy relevant though, really yeah. easy. Um, well, Liam Henry, he's all right. He's done does all right in the twos though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I'm <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we talk about, I guess, moving to Carlton. So Carlton don't play that kind of friendly outside game, but I just don't know because it's more they're more of like an inside uh, team that in the way they kind of push the ball forward, but. Could that just be due to lack of having a quality outside player and they've targeted Acres? It feels to me they've targeted Acres to fill a specific need on the outside for them. So, like, a, like we haven't seen, we didn't see any of their wingers really go great last year, but that's because we're looking at blokes like O'Brien, Nunes, I think, was in there for a bit, Fisher, Cunningham Cunning was in there. Just not a heap of quality on the Honestly, outside. Honestly, looking at their team stats for the year, like, just in terms of, I know it doesn't replicate an, an entire, you know, showcase of their game style, but. Dockers and Blues, incredibly kind of similar stats across the board in terms of, you know, disposals. Fantasy teams, they were fourth and fifth best scoring fantasy teams. Blues slightly yeah, above. What about when you talk about contested, uncontested? Is that pretty similar too? Um, or you got those numbers? No, nah, I, don't, I don't think contested, uncontested here. I'll have yeah. to look that I up. just feel like Blues might be a bit more contested. I, I feel like that, yeah, they win a lot out of the middle, but yeah. they don't really control the footy. So, yeah. Acres might be more of the same or a little bit of a regression. What do you reckon he averages though? About the same? About the same. Yeah, about the 85, 80, yeah. 85 kind of range. I can you keep legs. You'd still be oh, absolutely. Still yeah, you'd hold him. Griffin Logue to North Melbourne. There's going to be no fantasy relevance there. Um, yeah, they uh, there's probably no impact, real impact, because of the players they brought in with Jackson and Corbett coming in. Um, I guess at the new club, it gives McKay a chop out. Um, but yeah. I've got you contested, uncontested. Yeah. So, Blues 145 contested, Dockers 138. Yeah. And uncontested 235 for the Blues, 239 for the Dockers. Yeah. Okay. So, a bit more uncontested for the Blues. Oh, sorry, a bit more contested for the Blues. Pretty similar. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, not a lot there. I think, I guess, yeah, I guess they've lost they don't really have a lot of key like where, where does Griffin Lake even play because he was playing forward a bit back up ruck started off as a kind of key defender or a third tall defender you think he goes into the defence and oh who cares it's Griffin Lake. it's not fantasy relevant is it yeah I think yeah. even North just got him because he was basically a freebie and they just needed someone someone tall to yeah. fill a hole yeah we'll move on to Darcy Tucker I know you have a lot of time for this guy <laughs> honour the tuck, the tuck. <laughs> yeah so at Freer he wasn't really best 22 he was in and out of the side a lot um, might have got a lot more opportunity if he would have stayed with Acres out because he, I don't know, it's weird. He he pegs himself as a bit of an inside midfielder, but Frio yeah. kind of always wanted him as an outside midfielder. Am I not mistaken in saying that? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say on Tucker, I've, I've never seen a bloke so hyped up over about four games of football about three years ago. Yeah. I, I was going through his averages and he's never actually gone above 72 and going to the worst team in the comp as a player who's not really that good at outside, not really that good at inside. It just seems like, I don't know, he's a bit of a list clogger and you yeah. might get a 70 out of him, but I just don't see him improving at North Melbourne. I just don't think there's the ball for him. So you don't see with they lost Jed Anderson, Horn France is gone. There's no way he can step into an inside role. and No, nah, they're, they're stacked in that position. And if they're going to give kids more of a go, which they should be, and there's plenty that are coming through because um, they keep drafting them instead of key forwards, then... <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's just how it's going to go. Yeah. So I did think North did lack a bit of outside run. Like, I guess they recruited Polek to kind of a few years ago to kind of fill that need. And he got Bailey Scott was on the wing a lot. Powell, Stevenson. Stevenson. Well, Stevenson ended up in defense by the end. Like, Bailey Scott was on the wing, went back to the wing. Powell's out there. Curtis Taylor, Flynn Perez can kind of play those type of roles. They're not really big names. Like, Tucker could go on the outside and I'd, average an 80. I'd be willing to draft him in, in your, like, yeah in your keepers late and drafts late and see how it goes preseason. Obviously, those adjustments might happen. But, 
Yeah, he's not a dude. Well, he's he's easily got from last year twenty points upside, which is only saying he averaged seventy. Well, in, he played the last five games of the Waffle, and I think there was an injury game in there because there was a, a score of ten in there. But he averaged one hundred twenty from his last yeah. five games. If I take out that ten for Peel Thunder, yeah, I'm tempted. So, I'm tempted by the tuck. Yeah, on a, on the tuck, a, playing for a contract or had a nice role or something. But uh, yeah, one hundred twenty from his last five just kind of makes you. Only twenty five. I thought he was older for some reason. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm. Bit of time. Um, it'd be interesting. Um, Collingwood to McStay. Um, I think at Brisbane it doesn't really. Sorry, McStay to Collingwood. To I've actually got it written that way because I <laughs> scraped these and didn't actually type them myself. So some of them are backwards. But anyway, um, yeah. Sorry, McStay to Collingwood. Um, Gunston comes straight into Brisbane, so that fills the hole for them. We'll talk about Gunston a bit later. At Collingwood, like they've been lacking a a key target for a while. My thing with McStay, like he put up some pretty handy scores. I think he only averaged in the high 60s, I think this year from memory. I could be wrong on that, but he had some big games in there. I think one of them was he went into a ruck because, um, yeah, some of the, the ruckman got instrument. Um, big O got it, but injured, I think in the final, but I think he was kind of used as a bit of a pinch hitter at times. But then also my thing with him, I reckon he was the third kind of, third got the third most attention, which freed him up a little bit. So yeah. I think at Collingwood, he's going to be the number one guy. And I, I think, think the thing for McStay is he's had stretches and, and it has um, corresponded with like the big names at Brisbane being out of the side. But the question for him, obviously, he's only draft relevant like we're talking about in keepers, but is he a guy that is now someone you can keep for the season rather than just stream? That's pretty much the question you got to ask with him. Well, the, my question was, yeah, is like, and you can answer this. I think you kind of already have answered this. Is he a genuine number one key target inside 50 or is he only good as like a third stringer where the two best defenders are gone to other people? Well, I think and. in general, the, the answer is probably generally no, but in Collingwood's forward line, I think he is. Yeah. Like, I, I think, think he is the go-to. Well, yeah, my, that's my point. Like, did he, only score, smalls, like, did he only score okay in those big games when he wasn't getting much attention? And he's going to get a lot of attention this year. No, nah, but he scored better with the big names out. Like, like last year when Hipwood and stuff were out, isn't that when he went on his stretch of averaging 80? Like, I thought that, that was, that more was the, the, year the end of the season. He averaged 80 with when Hipwood did his ACL. That's what I thought. Oh, the year before. Yeah, but he still had good, good games this year, though, as well. So, yeah, no, that's a good point, though. I didn't think of the year before. Yeah, perhaps. I, I think it'll be dependent on form, who gets the number one defender, because, I mean, we talk about people going on stretches. Brody Mychek's gone on stretches of, you know, yeah. great games too, where he yeah. kicks two, three goals a week, yeah. so. Yeah, possibly could. I, I just like him. I, I just like any key forward as a, yeah. a streamer. I'm not going to spend any draft capital on him. Well, I'll talk about this more in the off-season, but it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of forwards. If you look at the top 25 forwards from last season, there's maybe about yeah, three or four that point. might remain. So, the key forwards are really pushing up to okay. that kind of next okay. next yeah. bracket. So, yeah. You're always thinking ahead, mate. So, you've already looked at looked <laughs> way more fantasy than I have already. <laughs> anyway, move on to Liam Jones uh, and we'll not spend much time on this. So, he didn't play anywhere last year, so it didn't really impact anyone. Not going to have any impact on anyone. Yeah. Western Bulldogs either. No fantasy relevance. Unless we spoils are on. in your league. Move on to someone much more relevant, Zane Cordy. No, about, <laughs> about the same. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, we'll move on. We could oh, talk quickly could f- while we remember. Zane Cordy could free up battle a bit more. That's the only thing I was oh, thinking. Before we forget, though, Ross the boss. Oh, coming in. Yeah, yeah. announced as coach today. That's probably going to make them less fantasy relevant if they move to a Ross the Boss style game. Plan. That wasn't that wasn't just a rumor, was it? I'm pretty sure Ross- he's in the shortlist. I think no, no. Like- I think today's. I think like right before I came here. Oh, I would have a quick look. Right. Ross Lyons. Fantasy game was pretty good. I thought it was. Always, I just remember it was always Dower. I can't remember. It's a, I mean, it's Mick a Barlow was like the big one in it's there. It's a Dower game style, yeah. but from memory, I think their scoring was, was actually yeah. okay. A lot of keepings off. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe actually, yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't think Zane Cordy will really be fantasy relevant, but could free up battle. That's the only thing I've got in my notes. Um, ben Long to Gold Coast. I don't think there's, there's no real impact on St. Kilda. Caulfield just comes straight back into that halfback line um, and he'll be fine this year. Him playing at Gold Coast, I guess there's a lot of injuries in that back line. You've got and you've got Bows out, but then you've got um, who else? Weller got injured. Will Powers out for the season, basically, or half the season. Butterick's pretty much out for most of the season. So with those guys at full strength, I don't know if Long really has an impact, but he could show some signs in the short term. It's just that the last few games at St Kilda, I think he had a big ton in the last in round 23, where I think they shuffled a few positions. I think um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mullet halfback flanker. Awesome. Sinclair. Jack Sinclair. Went into the midfield a lot more. I think Hill went up forward and I think he was just kind of left to mop up on the halfback line in that game. So, um, 138 in round 23, yeah, Ben Long. Yeah, that's the one. So if you can do that at Gold Coast each week <laughs> while everyone's out, it might yeah, be okay. i got but, no interest yeah. in any Suns. Like any any Suns below your top like five guys are pretty – like I've talked about in – especially in the pod pod, I've raged about it. But like – Gold Coast were virtually irrelevant as a fantasy team aside from like a few guys. Yeah. They just don't they just don't score. Like it's just their game style's just not, yeah. not up for we it. We did see a bit of an uptick in the second half of the season though, right? They kind of before all those guys got injured, they were chipping around defense a little bit more, but a little bit. You'd have to I'm you'd have to be like they were the way. second worst fantasy team ahead of the kangaroos by like only thirty points. Yeah. Like geez. I don't know. Unless they do change their game plan. That's like a guy like Will Powell. Ticked all the boxes last year for a big breakout yeah, in terms of that. And it's just like they don't use the ball like that. Yeah. I think when he got injured, he was starting to look like he could be doing something. Mm. And then, yeah, just got injured. It's, it's annoying. I actually like watching Ben Long, though. He's a bit, a bit aggro. He's yeah. probably going to get suspended at least once this year, though. <laughs> it's a bit too- He'll be a bomb on that line. Yeah. We'll keep on the uh, the Gold Coast train here. Tom Berry uh, went to the Gold Coast from Brisbane Lions. Only played three games for uh, Brisbane, so he won't, um, yeah, won't have any impact there. At Gold Coast, he could get a game. I think he played as a small forward when he went into the AFL, played as a midfielder when he was in the VFL. So with Rankin gone, um, there's a few players that could fill his shoes. We'll talk about that in the Rankin part. But he could slide in at some stage. He did average 91 in the VFL, but that was playing as a mid. He, I don't think he's playing in the mid of the Gold Coast, so he's basically irrelevant. So. Yep, total list, Clogger. Speaking on irrelevant, we'll keep going. Josh Corbett, anyone? Anyone? So He's so far behind. Yeah. I think a lot of the – like he'll just be for there for – yeah, I think it's just cover. The, the players they like if a jo- even like Josh Tracy long. still was not making the team that had that. Yeah. Bit, he doesn't. I mean, young kid playing. Who's the um? I try to remember his name. The draftee from last year as well. Who was looking real good. Sturt. Uh, oh, Sturt. Well, they've just well. signed Luke Jackson as well. So he'll. Be no, I'm trying to think. Anyway, there was yeah. you know the draftee from last year. That's I know the, the key forward talking, as well. I know the guy talking about. It. I cannot remember his name. Corbett though. could be a guy that actually does push up onto that open Frio wing because he doesn't really play as a traditional tall. He's super fit. Mm-hmm. He wins. Uh, well, he was winning Gold Coast time trials from memory. So, oh, Louis with the scoop. Heard well, we'll have to uh, double check <laughs> that one. But I know Imagine he's a super that, fit yeah. guy, and I think he's only about 188 uh-huh. centimeters. So, don't write him off. Um, yeah, he's not a big. Uh, he doesn't look like a big, you know, key player. That's for sure. Did have to play tall at Gold Coast, but I think that was due to lack of just personnel, really. Well, Chris Burgess was playing there too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He was playing Ruck at some stage, wasn't he? There we go. Josh Corbett dominates time trial. There you go. <laughs> Done. Um, Tanner Bruin to Geelong. So Here we go. All right. So he didn't really make his mark in the GWS midfield. He did have quite a few centre bounce tendencies from like, – he was given plenty of opportunity. Um, 
but yeah, I don't think it's actually going to be a bad thing for GWS. I don't think they lose too much with him going out. Does he push in to the Geelong side? That's the big question. Yes, he, yeah. does. he does. Yes, he does. Um, this Who is comes out of that midfield? I'm um, Joel Selwood. Apart from Joel Selwood, they've just <laughs> taken Bose though as well, and they reckon that, like their media are saying Bose. They's someone they see to play in the midfield. Yeah, but they everyone says that. But True. Tanner Brun is a is a midfielder. Um, the thing is though, I look. I'm not saying he's going to be this breakout next year. He's coming into a, the Premiership team. There's, it's going to be a tough one to crack into. I, th- I still think Max Holmes could move more into an inside yeah, role as well. Parfit still could probably spend a bit more time in there. The thing that I see Tanner Bruin doing, though, is probably that low time on ground but high burst inside mid. And then as time goes on in the next couple of years, like he's your perfect kind of young keeper stash, I think, because he's. I feel like he'll have a bigger role than he did at GWS last year. So he will have that jump, but then it's probably the year or two after that that I think he'll take the big step. I don't think he gets a game. Wow. Because cool. I look at I look takes. at the sub um, in the grand final and they were to and froing with O'Connor and Parfit. If that's their 23rd man, they're pretty good players. And I think Brune is still a fair way away from what those players can actually produce at AFL levels. So unless he has a big preseason, I think Tanner Brune might spend a bit of time in the VFL, play a couple of games here and there. And uh, like you said, maybe more of a, a future sort of uh, pick. Not even with a fifth interchange player. Doesn't get a game. He's in the last minute. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. That might put a spanner in I it. tend to agree with, uh, well, both of you, I guess. He's more of a stash for me um, than he is mm. someone who's I'm expecting Actually to break Actually spent 24% of centre bounces last year for GWS. Yeah, he he, he up, managed man. to get that. And obviously yeah. that was including late in the season was barely sighted kind of in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, like you said, Louis, and the, the premiership team, they're so loaded, but I'm interested to see because I, I think he's still going to be a fantasy player one day. It's not a big fantasy scoring midfield though either. So, but mm. like, we'll give him time. That's the, I think, the, the onus there. Um, Luke Jackson, a Fremantle. Uh, it's so disappointing. I wish he went to West Coast just for fantasy reasons, but Fremantle supporter, you can't really blame him to go to his favourite club. Um, yeah, this one's tough. Shouldn't have too much of an impact on the old club, I think, with Grundy going there. Um, we'll talk about that one a bit more a bit later. But, um, yeah, I think with Fremantle, you got Logan Lobb li- uh, leaving Fremantle. You just go straight into a ruck forward role with Darcy. That's a timeshare, isn't it? And do they do they know something we don't? Is the third man up rule coming back? No, no. Yeah, too <laughs> Imagine much. that. Imagine if few clubs were on top of it. They've, just, they've done three. They've, yeah. they've recruited two rucks. Um, Fantasy-wise, does he improve or does he stay about the same or does he go backwards? What is the average this year? 70? Yeah, I think he was about 70 mark. Really? Yeah. I guess that's smart. Yeah. I think he averages about that. Yeah. Uh, I think he's still going to take a few more years. Uh, he will be a great player, but- 71. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it's, I think he still needs a bit of time to develop. Let's not forget, inevitably gets probably five to six weeks most years where he'll average 100 with Sean Darcy going down injured. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, it's, no, I, I actually- um, The timeshare sucks. I, I, one thing I found, one thing that popped out to me, which I reckon we'll see probably in our preseason hype articles, just something Jackson either said or somebody dropped in something. I think it was Jackson himself to do with him playing a bit of midfield. Okay. Which I was like, you, good stuff. you just love hanging on to a throwaway comment, don't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was like, you know, maybe if they play me in the ruck, I might, you know, see some midfield. And I was like, my ears were just like, <laughs> remember when Tex was going to play on the wing? <laughs> oh yeah, that was- <laughs> I'm looking forward to the pod every week where Dossie's like, maybe this is the week that Jackson plays in the midfield. Oh, he's he's the guy that's like, I'm so I'm very 
interested to see how this dynamic works. Yeah, so am I. Like, I'm, I don't think we're going to Because like you said, voice. West Coast, it was like lock and load. Yeah. And with Frio's Darcy one, Jackson, right. it's like, what? Like Both of them just kind of become, you'd, you'd be so nervous to take them in a startup draft, really. Like, especially if it's a redraft, like a single season draft league where, mm. you know, where Darcy was probably a primo, you know, one of the first pick right when it's, Yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting. Uh, well, Isaac Rankin went to Adelaide. Oh, sorry, sorry, I skipped one. Toby Bedford to GWS, but probably a good reason. Um, probably get a game, but just won't play. So, uh, sorry, won't score. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Isaac Rankin uh, to Adelaide. Um, so, that leaves a bit of a hole for, for Gold Coast, I guess. I reckon it's good for Elijah Hollands, who can probably play that mid-forward role quite well. Um he can just kind of sit up forward and then move into the midfield. Sam Flanders is the other one who, when Fiorini spat the dummy and didn't play VFL for the final series, Flanders was huge, but that was playing as a midfielder. He probably won't play in a midfielder at GW. Jeez, uh, Gold Coast. Jeez, I'm having a good run. But um, it probably opens a spot for him in the side, though, to play it forward. I think so. And then also those guys we spoke about, you might see a Ned Log come in or a Tom Berry take that role as well. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, that's the other one I had written before. But yeah, um, I guess at the new clubs, James Rowe is basically done, I think. Um, well, he got delisted. Didn't oh, he? did he? Yeah, yeah there sure you go. Um, Josh Rochelle, what happens with him? Like, now, do these guys kind of ruck in, go into it, sorry, roll into like a midfield split, do you think? Because Isaac Rankin just strikes me as a player that, like, why would you pick a guy at pick number, was he two or three in the draft, and just play him in the forward line? Like, yeah. he's the kind of player with I flair think that both can go those guys can. Chop in, yeah. and that's probably how they'll use them. I think yeah. they'll probably interchange they'll be the rotation, them. Yeah, yeah. Like one will always be forward. You always have a super damaging forward, yeah, and you can have one of those burst players in stoppage. Not a bad tactic from the Crows. Yeah. There. I, I reckon like the Crows it. are big improvers like next year. Yeah, I think that midfield hurts them a little bit. I don't think it's mm. very strong, but these kind of dynamic players are going to add something to the side for sure. Um, but yeah, it should be good for Rankin, I think, as well. He might see a bit of a bump uh, fantasy-wise because forwards are going to be pretty scarce next year, as I've mentioned. So he could be one to have a look at depending on where he plays. Will Setterfield to Essendon. Now, he didn't really play at Oof. Carlton, but in the Essendon presser when they talked about picking him up, they said they were targeting a big-bodied inside midfielder and had got their man. Now, at Carlton, he played on the wing quite a bit, yep. but played in the guts in the last, what, three or four weeks when everyone got injured. Yep. Played as made like a tagger, kind of more of a cannibal type player. So they're saying that they want a bigger body to move in there, but who the heck do they take out of their midfield to yeah. make way from him? Like, makes Look, no sense. Yeah. Um, does Merritt move out? Like, does he go to a half I, I'm me? like, I'd love to get, I really want to get excited about Setterfield because I, I was pretty much, I've been on him for so long, like GWS days and stuff. He was just dominating the VFL, like coming back off his knee injuries early days. And I was so excited about him playing the inside mid, never got there. But like you're saying, what's the pathway? The new coach is probably the the big thing for me here. Like yeah. he, he could see a fresh set of eyes. He might play, you know, you don't, Owners wouldn't want to hear it, but does Merritt go more on the outside? He's got the capability to. Does other players kind of shift? Does Dylan Shield kind of play more yeah. of a forward mid role? Yeah, like, I think there's a way to get him in there, really. Like, yeah. it's not, it's like, what, it's not like they were dominating all the, you know, yeah. it's Essendon. Like, I he's, think Parrish has to stay in there and it's kind of working around that. He's a player that's likely going to be on a lot of draft pools, like thrown back into the pool. So, someone to look at later on in your oh, draft. I'm keen to draft him. Yeah. Just somebody that could- What, Lou? Something. What about you, man? Come on. Yeah. You're you sceptical? Uh, yeah. It's tough to get a read on Will Setterfield. Uh, it'll 
purely just be something that you watch in the preseason yeah. and see what that role looks like. As a player that's like a mid only though as well, if he's in there to play like a contested kind of inside kind of player, like I just don't see his fantasy scoring being much more than like an 80, 85. Yeah, he's so also the think? guy that I can yeah. see playing massive minutes in the middle for the first six games and then them just chuck him on the pile saying, well, that didn't work. So. <laughs> yeah. We also, it's dependent on the new game plan too. Yeah, like that's what, true. You know, they've obviously scored, they've had their midfield's been a heavy scoring midfield, but can they stay like that yeah. under the B Scott? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um, Junior Rioli to Port Adelaide. Um, I don't think there's going to be, like he's going to be one of those players that, just like any kind of smaller forward, will have a big game here and there where he kicks a few goals, but probably not. It might like, it might be a streamer type for you, or sorry, more of a loophole type. I don't know. You're does the West he? Coast man. What do you think? Yeah, well, the thing with him last year, do, does he play any um, midfield for you guys? I don't think, I think so. High half forward. Yeah. Because, mm. like, Robbie's gone now. Does he kind of shift into that Robbie forward Gray mid role? Yeah, yeah. Robbie Gray, well, Robbie Gray was more forward. So, he did, he did have some games where we kind of went back to the well. I think when Butters was injured and stuff like that, I think Robbie did go into the guts a little bit. But he wasn't really in there a lot. You've probably got the CBA numbers in there. You could probably look up for Robbie Gray. But I, I wouldn't imagine it was very high. Yeah. I think there would have been a few weeks where he was up. But, yeah, apart from that, uh, I think he was out injured a lot last year, Gray, as well. So, yeah. I think with Gray gone, Motlop gone, Fantasia always injured. Yeah, um, Robbie, only 17% last year. Yeah, so. I think um, Port Adelaide's forward line doesn't really lend itself to large fantasy scores. So, nah. I think um, I think the to answer the question, I think, yeah, he's going to be, as you said, Pretty streamer, yeah. enjoy a couple of games. He's going to be great for you guys to watch far out. Yeah. Are you guys happy? You must be obviously the next player as I'm well. You guys got to be happy with your trade the period, right? The whole trade right? period. Oh, definitely. The whole trade period. Just though, need a sack like, cannon. It'll be fine. West Coast supporters. Your mob, <laughs> your mob, Dossie, it was bloody, we want uh, the Amon pick for Rioli. And it's like the guy averaged nine disposals and less than a goal like a game last year. Like it seemed a bit crazy, the old West Coast supporters on that trade. Look, and I think we got what he was probably worth after missing two years. Probably got what he was worth. But geez, it was a, I don't know. It was just hard to listen to the commentary. Around I would have it. loved Bergman, <laughs> just from my own <laughs> fandom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. And Rioli, thirty percent sent bounces last year. Purely circumstantial. Yeah, West just Coast just had no one to throw. Go but I, I yeah. remember a few years ago he did run through that midfield, and he yeah. was, you know, quite a decent scorer. It's Look, just no that option is not going to be. Yeah. There. They'll throw him in there just as yeah. a change up, but no it won't be a regular just to chuck him in there every now and then. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think he's going to play there enough to be a good fantasy scorer. That's for sure. Porter going to be fun to watch. Speaking of Port, being fun to watch and yeah. large fantasy scores, uh, mm. Jason Horn, Francis to Port Adelaide. Me and Louis were just giving each other high fives before. Yeah, I just want to hear. I want to hear what yeah. you guys have to say. Another big high five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, Jason on Francis, uh, ever since last year, Doss, always been massive on him. But <laughs> no, he's a, a um, hater, a hater a, converted. I did see a tweet one <laughs> moment he put on the Guernsey. Nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, look, um, I'm, I'm thrilled with the trade, obviously, being a Port fan. Uh, Didn't give up too much for him like next year's first this year's second it was yeah yeah not much so it'll be interesting to see what role he plays i still think he'll split quite a uh, quite a bit of time up forward yep uh just because port do have um a pretty solid midfield there especially with rosie and butters taking even a bigger step up in 2022 so i still think you'll find rosie will spend a bit of time in four line there might be a rotation Ah, he's he's got to be bonafide mid now or butters one of the two he was like we they're, yeah. they're both either one of those are like more damaging than our normal forwards, though. That's the thing. You've got to put them through the big sticks. Now you've got Rioli and you are right. Um, I, yeah, you are right. I think Rosie is. A hopefully, gun in the uh, who's the other forward? That Fantasia could he return? Like you've got yeah. the 
potency down there now for like my you can't move thinking, Rosie out now. Nah, he like nah. no, no, I'm not saying that. Storm time for his Brownlow medal that. next year. All I'm saying is one of those those three do rotate up forward, mm. so it might be part of a rotation that goes through there. Nah. That's all. What we do see with Port though is when a player is in form, um, Ken does just chuck him back there, and whether or not that's because he's just quite an uninspiring coach I'm not sure he just goes with what works but we saw that Rosie once it clicked for him in what round six or whatever it was yeah, it was pretty much um, awful start yeah it was pretty much Rosie uh, all the way in that centre bounce so I think if Jason Horn Francis can string a couple of good games together in that midfield he's every chance to be a 60-70% midfield guy well that's my thinking like Willem Drew played huge midfield numbers like he's someone you could just kind of interchange yeah, like you could Willem, chuck someone like yeah, Horn Drew's in there. actually the one eh? yeah like, and I reckon boat owners would be a little bit nervous as well because he's someone who could sit in a half forward flank like he's done previously and just let Horn yeah, Francis but- run through there as well yeah, fire out. Good call. Yeah. Anyway. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. But um, if he gets in the guts, his head's in the right place, he's happy. The sky's the limit with Horn Francis. Well, so. Actually, um, and he'll have forward status too. So, you, you were talking about- Do you think he retains it? Yeah, I do. Okay. So, you, you know, you're talking about the depth yeah. in the forward line. He, he might be a, an awesome pickup that could, could go 80, 85 plus. How's his midfield? Wines, Rosie, Butters, Horn Francis. How do you feel about that one, Louis? It's pretty good. I'm happy with Dude, the, happy for the ne- future. Next year, it's the year of the pair next nah, year. They're, they're very young. It's a very young midfield, but I'm very excited for the next three or four yeah, I think years. They're loading up sure. for, yeah, three or four years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack Gunston to Brisbane. Um, leaves a tiny hole at Hawthorne, but the, it won't be in their forward line anyway. They got um, Lewis and Mitch Lewis and uh, Kaczynski up there to develop. You know, um, I don't think it, Jack Gunston is the perfect time for him to move on to another club and kind of try to get a premiership as he kind of fades away into the distance. Um, but yeah, replaces McStay, jumps straight in. I think it should be good for him because I think he won't get as much attention as he probably was getting when he was playing up forward last year when he's not injured. Um, so he could be a sneaky one that might be a good streamer, I think, because he can kick a few bags and kind of get in a few. Yeah. Always played a fantasy relevant game in the earlier days at Hawthorne. Yeah, Lions averaged three more snags a game than. Uh, the Hawks last year as well. A few more on offer. Just get it in the inside 50 a bit more. Okay, yeah. Could be a nice streamer. Yeah. I, I, I think so, well. absolutely. Yeah. Um, he Look, he showed last year that he can give you a 30, but he also showed that he can still give you a you know a 120 just as easily. So uh, in that team, he, he might actually thrive and get marks on marks on marks and be yeah. that 80 streamer guy. He could cause some real headaches for opposition sides, especially struggling sides yeah. that kind of can't match up on three taller types like mm. but on all three of them are pretty athletic as well so it's going to be yeah interesting to watch brisbane's just turned into the hawthorne retirement home hasn't it <laughs> yeah they have over the last few years a couple of weeks ago i was like if you look at like averages and trends once the team spends four years you know the top four pointy and they tend to fade away like that's generally how it works but i just don't now i just don't see it happening with brisbane after the trade period with dunkley nah. yeah. and um yeah gunston going there like it's yeah it's gonna be interesting they're gonna be pretty good next year uh, Brody Grundy to Melbourne, the death of the set and forget to the classic players. Um, he was injured for most of last season, so didn't have too much impact on Collingwood. They'll say unearthed Darcy Cameron. Do you want to remind everyone of your Dossie Dostradamus? What do you call yourself? Buzz Dossier? Oh, yeah. Light years ahead of the competition. Your <laughs> trade, what was it again? Yeah, no, in our, it, Louis, Louis in the same um, league. Keeper league. Yeah, so I just traded. Uh, Jed Anderson started heating up. Like, I think he'd just come back from- He had a big 150 in there. Yeah, and then I traded him and he he did play well a couple of weeks after that. So, I was like, fuck. But yeah, traded him off for Darcy Cameron. Um, 
Now you got the number one ruck at Collingwood. Yep, got him, and um, and then Jed's obviously been delisted. So buzz yep. once again ahead <laughs> of the competition. Um, so yeah, I guess no, no impact on Collingwood. Cameron's the number one guy there. Um, I guess the impact at Melbourne is obvious. The Max Grundy split. Who plays forward? Who plays in the ruck? Who plays most of the time in the ruck? Is it 50-50? Louis, what do you think? I think Grundy plays pretty much full-time ruck. Yeah. Max goes up forward and he becomes that impact player when they need something different in the midfield. But They've tried Grundy up forward at Collingwood and it just didn't work. Yeah, I was singing that. He just yeah. doesn't have yeah. that ability to like, you know, high level ability to play forward. Like exactly. Gorn's way better at that. Yeah, and yeah. Gorn's a gun up forward. We saw that in the prelim of 2021 and he's also really good behind the footy. So I think Grundy will be that sort of connecting guy in between. And it's something they really lacked, like Melbourne. It was basically like the reason why they didn't compete as much this year. They didn't really have a good target inside 50. Mm. Jackson was like one of the exactly. main guys up there. He's gone. I think Gorn has proven that he can play a, a good tall forward role. I, think I, have no, I have no feel, though, as to – like, because, you know, I thought Jackson last year was going to take more of a more of a role that obviously went a bit early on that, didn't get a huge bump in his numbers. Um, but, could, yeah, I don't know with Grundy. Like, obviously, he's so much more established and he's ready to go. Like, is yeah. it a 50-50? Is it – I don't know. I think, I no I think it's probably going to be more like a – like yeah, that, mate, that logic, that logic to me makes so much sense, but you know, yeah, who knows what happens? Yeah, yeah, so hard. Yeah, I really think he'll be the main guy. Yeah, yeah. so do I. I'm mm. on top of that. Um, Billy Frampton with Collingwood, no fantasy relevance. Guys, really ask though, with the Darcy Cameron thing, right? Yep. Um, now Grundy's gone, and we, we've seen like last year, Cameron sort of had that end to the season where it wasn't really getting that those bulk CBAs that he did for that stretch for a little bit. Yeah. We saw a bit more Mason Cox and stuff. Does the arrival of um, McStay actually help that? Because like they will, might not will play Cox. Cameron play a lot more solo ruck and take that big jump from an 80 to like a 90, high 90s guy? I think so because he probably comes in number one guy. Cox struggles to stay out in the park as well, I think too. So, you're probably going to get a few injury effects. That's kind of where I see the like maybe the biggest sort of yeah. value coming now is Cameron. Yeah, when I look at all the ruckmen and um, I sort of take into account what their scope is for improvement, Darcy Cameron's you know near the top of that list. So, I yeah. think he's got 10 plus points in him. Yeah, plus considering how he started last year, his average was quite low. If you exactly, think about so it's, it's already stuff. built in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack Bowes to Geelong. Now, I guess the impact on Gold Coast does hurt a little bit given how depleted their defence, especially their kind of general running defenders are. Um, but yeah, like I said, they've got a few coming back from injury, plus it's Gold Coast, who cares? Um, basically a fantasy black hole these days. Um at Geelong, so they've talked about him going straight to the guts, Jack Bowes. Who said guy. that and where have we heard this yet? It was in one of the press conferences. I don't know. Someone okay. said it. Uh, there may be- um, Matty Rendell. Mackie, Andrew Mackie. The I think it might have even been his manager as okay. well. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, his own manager. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it, actually, it was Gold Coast. They said Jack Bowes wanted to play more midfield. We couldn't give it to him, so- Went to Geelong. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, he could be the one that jumps into Selwood's uh, spot. Their defense is pretty stacked. I think we talked about this on the last podcast, Louis, for the members- um, their back line seems pretty settled. So, Bose, I, I probably see him, if he's going to play anywhere, probably in the midfield because there's a hole there. But uh, you're pretty confident that Bruin's going to go in there, weren't you? Or- no, well, yeah, like uh, that's the thing though where Louis kind of logic makes sense in terms of the stack nature. I just – I do think if there's the role to play a younger player that, you know, low centre bounce, low time on ground, which I feel like Geelong have one of those guys, that's where I see Tanner Bruin playing, whereas – Bose, if he can crack in, 
could be the guy that just already made kind of goes in, but he he'll be fighting. It'll be between him and Parfit probably that's gonna step up, right? Yeah. yeah. Like if he if he goes past Parfit and they want to keep Holmes on the wing, which they probably will for another year. Like, I, let's look. I want to look at who the center bounce guys were for Geelong last year, just to double check. Yeah, we haven't I think missed a, anyone. I think it was a pretty mixed bag. Like you they, you yeah. might even see, sorry, Jeff, you might even see Danger go up more forward. Yeah, that's, that's the one. other one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, like if he, like, and then the other thing is, this doesn't really help keeper leagues beyond next season, but he's going to be a defender. And if he can crack into midfield spot, there might be a little right. good option. Here's, in here's the center bounce attendees for Geelong just to get a sense. Okay, this is Joel Silver attended more than I thought as well. So Guthrie, 66%. Danger, 63%. Selwood 57, Parfit 54, obviously of the games he played. This is an average, not a um, seasonal kind of thing. Blitzars 45, who was a rock. Um, Atkins 35, he's a guy that maybe, does yeah, he, he stay was in, good there? in there? He was. Yeah. Narkle 26, like there's a Narkle's lot of just gone. sort of those bit piece players. He'll get a run in there, definitely, but it just yeah. doesn't, depends how much. Um, we'll move on. Jacob Hopper to Richmond. We talked about Green and Kelly at GWS, so probably good for him that another one kind of comes out. He was a bit more inside, a bit more contested uh, than Kelly anyway. Um, but anyway, at the new club, yeah, and we, it's basically similar to Tim Taranto. Like, it's those two are going to come in and be the, the new guys in there, aren't they? So, he's a player that does suit the Richmond um, game style, but I'm not sure if he just – his fantasy game is going to be that much bigger. Like, he could, I could see him going around a 90, that type of thing. I don't know if I see him going bigger than that. I've never been a hopper. He doesn't have the outside in as fantasy. much as an outside game. Like, yeah. I he's, think he's just a 90 guy. Yeah. yeah. Great player. Yeah. Good for, good to round out your midfields and your keeper leagues and stuff like that and your drafts, but probably not a superstar in fantasy. Uh, Aaron Francis to Sydney. Uh, yeah. Do you think he's just there for like life after Dane Rampey? He might come in as a key defender. It's, it's a strange one. They salvaged um, the, num- the former number one pick, um, McCartan, McCartan, this year. And yeah. Like, he's- Francis has a Pick great yeah. skill set. It's yeah. just whether or not he Their can put it together. Looked, look, so, well, they've got both McCartans. They've got Rampy. It's yeah. like, I don't know. I think it's probably just to throw out the stumps to see yeah, if they exactly. can get something good out the, of him. Um, he's, yeah, but Will Gill's days might be numbered. Uh, he got another contract kind of though. I know, that? I know, but uh, they might be competing for spots next year. Who was it? Robbie Fox came in and played, played some lockdown roles. Yeah, later Robbie as well, Fox. So um, he had a good grand final. He, yeah, I was going to say, played a great grand final. He was like one of their best. Yeah, yeah. So he's another one that's ahead of him. It's a big depth chart and that's kind of lockdown key defenders mm. type thing. Um, Sam Wiedemann to Essendon, like it's probably good for him. Um, he might get more of a game because they la- they really lacked a second key target. Essendon did, um, relying on two-metre Peter. Frees up Stringer maybe a bit to go out of the forward line a bit more, but I think his days in the midfield are probably numbered as well. I just I don't know where Essendon are even at to even you know comment, but I don't think it's going to have much fantasy impact on Sam Wiedemann's game. Either way, so. I, I think he yeah he just plays that second key forward role and yeah. maybe just pushes back Harry Jones and um and we saw Alec Waterman who they were playing got delisted he was sort of that makeshift key forward that they were kind of trying to use so yeah. I think he'll get regular games at Essendon he just won't be super relevant. Another one that's probably not that fantasy relevant is Josh Shecky hey. uh, to Melbourne. I know Hold you're up. a big fan, Dossie, but. Uh, <laughs> Didn't play a heap. Well, I played in defence actually towards the end at uh, at Western Bulldogs, um, but no fantasy real impact there. Um, I feel like he might just be there for depth maybe as a result of losing Wiedemann just because he was drafted as a key forward. I weirdly have faith in him. I don't know fantasy-wise. So I weirdly why. have I don't know why. Do you, you <laughs> yeah. do? Yeah. yeah. I think I feel like he's just- He's got talent. That's Like he's sure. an awesome set shot kick, right? Isn't that yeah. one of his things? Yeah, he, he kicked something like 19 goals from his last four. Great leg. It's just a matter of like- yeah, again, a guy that 
if he puts it all together and he's still young enough. Like, it's not, you know, I don't Was know. Was he sixth year in the system? I've still seventh. got faith. So in the right role, I think fan, no we used, we used, Nah, I don't yeah. think so. I think he'd be much more relevant if he does get put in that de- key defensive post, which they don't need at Melbourne. Around, so, he'll be yeah. a forward. Yeah. Yeah. This next one's interesting. Um, Lockie Hunter to Melbourne. Um it's really good for Toby McLean because it frees up that wing. Your um, boy, you've called this. He, Lou called, called this in the pod pod like last year. I reckon he yeah. was like the one player I'm looking at for next year, Toby McLean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were big on the uh, finals podcast we put out for the members, I reckon, a few weeks ago as well. Um, you were very big on Toby McLean. And I agree. Like, it's going to be great for him just playing on that wing, especially you classic players, how cheap he's going to be uh, after not playing all last year and only playing in the finals. So, it's going to be good for him. Um, Robin McCombs, the other one that could, he played on the wing a little bit as well. Um, he could benefit there as well um i think impact at melbourne like where does he play Lockie hunter where like does he play on the wing because f- there's been so much talk about james jordan i think because i listened to every afl fantasy podcast this week on the trade period mm. there's just so many different opinions different opinions like ed langdon's a lock on that ruck one of the best mm. on, the, on the wing i don't know why i said that um one of the best wingers in the game mm-hmm. really so james jordan's the other one that kind of played a lot of time on the wing we saw harms play a little bit in the wing but harms plays everywhere they just need him to go um I think James Jordan started as the sub late in the season, one of the games as well. So that was interesting because then I think that was the game where Harms was playing on the wing a bit more. Um, does James do, – well, do, where does Hunter play? That's the, my question. Is he a winger or is he play that half forward, kind of that forward role that he played at Western Bulldogs? I think he's a wing and I think they kind of probably lost a bit last year with um, Angus Brayshaw moving to the inside. They lost his – like they need uh, Angus Brayshaw on the wing and the midfield. I thought you were big um, on James Jordan on the outside. I like him as an inside mid. Yeah, but he was good on the outside last year. He though. was better than I yeah, expected. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it depends what they, how they internally rate I feel James like James Jordan. Jordan is a player that's on the up and Hunter's a player that's on the way down. Yep. Like he might just be depth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think he's that half forward flank role. Yeah. Half forward. That's what I think. Yeah. Like that kind of connector role maybe okay. as well. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think it's like the type of half forward that pushes up the ground, you know what I mean? Mm. But uh, yeah. Massive fall from Grace. Yeah. Lockie Hunter. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I thought the reason though he's sort of taken that is because he moved off the wing and he really struggled to kind of be that that connector. So that's why I would have thought moving back to Melbourne, moving to Melbourne would be a shift back into his natural position on a wing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. It's going to be real hard. But But I just can't see them just stifling that development they put into James Jordan, especially when they kind of remoulded him to play on the wing. This year, and he was actually yeah. quite okay. Yeah, like, no, that's a good point. Lockie Hunter, he took full advantage of that Bulldog system that just shared the footy around constantly. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what that ends up being like at Melbourne. All right, the next one, big one, probably the biggest trade of the uh, period was uh, Josh Dunkley to Brisbane. Um, so, the impact at uh, Western Bulldogs. So, does McRae spend more time in the middle, less on the outside? I mean, it's huge, right? He was a BNF. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> it's yeah, massive. Exactly. Massive impact. Yeah. Well, anyway, but does McRae go back inside? Is this going to help McRae, do we think? I think, yeah, yeah. full-time. Yeah, good. Um, at Brisbane, there's a squeeze in the midfield, but he'll be no problems. He'll find a home in that midfield and he'll be fine. I guess the the worry is like Lyons is going to be – is he done? Like didn't play in the finals. He's, He's done. Yeah, yep. Lyons done. Rainer's probably not going to get much of a look in. Maybe a bit of a rotation, but not as much the, the, the step up we thought he might take. Is that fair? I think he'll be in there. I'd, I'd be. I'll have to look at look, who McCluggage, who spent time in there. Like, yeah, I know. It's, it's a um, good midfield. I still think he'll get time in there because I saw like Rainer for me impressed me way more than I kind of thought. And they're going to have Ashcroft next his, year as well. And that's his first year back from ACL. Usually, the second year is when you kind of see 
you know, the, taking that step again up. So I feel like Rayner will be in there, and I, th- I feel like you guys are right. Sixty-five percent center bounces for Jared Lyons next year. I yeah, think they all go straight to dunks, and then you know, guys that sort of stepped up in the meantime, like your Reese Mathesons, don't get a look. Um, the other one is Ashcroft's gonna be coming in too. Oh, the kid geez. looks like he can jump straight. Yeah, far out. So yeah, I mean, if they're gonna not put anybody in that midfield it probably is the the draftee i think yeah, they're yeah that's favor right. what they've already got they're out for a flag so. it's not like cam yeah. rayner is just some guy that was picked yeah number 38 yeah, three yeah, years true. ago he's number one draft pick they might do a dake uh, nick dacos with ashcroft and see if they can kind of find a spot i don't know i actually don't know much about the draft they obviously yeah, but find it, Dacos, see if they yeah. can find a spot for him like elsewhere yeah fantasy jet though so he'd be fine might yeah. have our forward status next year i think it was pretty close i think the traders had a look at the numbers the splits um and yeah might be close to keeping forward status so there's no way oh yeah i know no I'm, way. I'm not oh dunks yeah nah. no, they won't do that all right everyone will have them sorry one dog uh we've usurped you there how does dunks him. go like 110, 110 plus, yeah. 100 just just sort of sticks, stays around yeah. or it gets better like yeah, yeah absolutely okay, okay. Um, they're all in brisbane and they've already got a well-scoring midfield. I and know, but is it too, you know, <laughs> like you got Neil in there, you got Dunks. I mean, is it just going to be too, too heavy beast too, isn't of it? 110 yeah. plus? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Ollie Henry to Geelong. Does it affect anyone? Does it affect Collingwood? Like, I guess they lose a bit of potential, but wasn't really impacting. Doesn't get a game. Heaps of forwards, yeah. Um, does he get a game at Geelong? Kays and I were a big fan of, um, of Ollie. Does he get a game at Geelong? Does he come in for um, uh, Gary Rowan or something like that? I think so. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah Gary Rowan might be on the way out, but Chris Scott does love him too. So yeah. we'll no. see what that happens. I don't. Either way, even if he does play, I don't think it's going to be a huge fantasy impact there. Either way, not for in the short term anyway. Maybe long term, but I can't see him being a midfielder. I feel, at like, this stage. He, I feel like he's going to be one pies regret though. I oh just yeah, feel probably. like he's got something. Does have a bit of spark. Yeah, no, I you know agree. What I mean? yeah. yeah, I think he's an awesome player. He's, Showed in glimpses what he can do. He's yeah. just got to put it together. Cooper Stevens to Hawthorne. So, he didn't really play at uh, Geelong. I think he played one or two games this season. Um, at the new club, though, we we know Jago Mira and Tom Mitchell gone. We'll talk about those in a second. Does he come in and get a game? What do you reckon? The ba- the basement the basement price rookie of like wasn't he the guy that everyone was trying to bring in this year for in yeah, classic he was yeah. like always like oh he'll get a game this week he'll get a game this week did he did he get a game he did, so get a game. Yeah, he did play quite a few games, games. I think it was three two yeah. or three yeah so I think it's going to ruin his price but does he slot straight into that? you know Hawthorne now have a pretty well depleted- yeah but they don't have anybody there yeah. somebody has to play midfield Probably. so I yeah. think Cooper Stevens gets a run will get. You know, at least thirty percent CBAs, and that's probably more than what he got at Geelong. He certainly get more opportunity in terms of game time at Hawthorne, so he might be a really sneaky option where you can pick him up really late, and he might just, be a guy that can go seventy five, eighty plus. Do you guys get the feeling that Hawthorne is going to battle to get their hands on it next year, though? And oh, massively! Yeah, yeah. yeah like that's might, why I'm yeah. not massive on yeah. aim on unless he goes inside, is yeah. because no one's going to be able to pass it to him. Yeah, they're not going to win the footy. Um, like they've lost. Like, even though they didn't play him in the midfield, like, I know well, Newcomb's probably their best in and under, obviously. Yeah, Newcomb, yeah, that's a good, good but, point. Um, so Connor yeah. Nash isn't going to be the saviour, so I think he will be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, Cooper Stevens, time, time on ground was his um, big issue last year, like, whether yeah. or not that was just Geelong playing him short. But, yeah, it was basically, like, <laughs> yeah. 50 to 60%. His best game was 67 points. Oh, no, 69 against West Coast. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No, no impact straight away. Maybe long term, but he's a stash. He's twenty one as yeah, well, so he's kind of ready to go. 
uh, probably the second biggest trade fantasy wise of the of the, of the uh, period oh, was yeah. Tom Mitchell to Collingwood. So yeah, we kind of already spoke about Hawthorne. They're just going to struggle. But I guess the big one that people, many people, are asking about is James Warple. Is he going to get a game? Like, like is he going to? If he plays, he will score fine. If he plays and plays in the midfield, he'll be fine in fantasy. But I guess the big question is. Is he going to work his way back into that side? It, it's I find it strange that he wasn't a player that was traded, like because it didn't look like he was in favour with Sam Mitchell. But um, yeah, like he he's the he's the kind of one that a lot of people are asking about. What's your gut feel first of all on James Warple? Yeah, my gut feel is I'm not sure he plays a whole heap of footy in the ones just because yeah. they've got blokes like Newcomb who yep. sort of has taken his role. They've got classier players like Warden McDonald. Yep, uh, we'll see if Stevens and Amon go in there. Warple. As good as he was in that year without Tom Mitchell, mind you. I can't believe that. 2019, he, best and fairest. Like. Yeah. But he doesn't have any weapons at all. I wouldn't say he's remarkably fit. He's not a great kick. Not a great kick at all. Doesn't really impact the scoreboard. And he can like run at people really fast. And yeah. Try to hurt and them. he did that really <laughs> cool spin yeah. on Joel Selwood about three years ago. I love Warpool, like just because I, cause I him owned off. him early. But yeah, like the only way, like it's a given if he plays, he should be a good, if he plays and plays in midfield, it's a given that he should score well in fantasy. It's just whether he's in that best 22 or not. And I just can't see it. I can't see him getting bulk midfield time. Sam Mitchell would have just done it this year if he was part exactly. of that development crew. And he's not. So I think he's probably there yeah. for depth now if someone gets injured. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Um, what do you, who do you guys reckon explodes then? Because obviously there's so Newcomb. many points on offer. Newcomb and it's Ward, Newcomb, isn't Ward it? Ward kind of yeah. breaks out. Like Ward in a and Newcomb just both. Breakout. I think Ward jumps up. And yeah. yeah, Newcomb. Can we lock them both in well, classic I'm not sure well, about Newcomb. He, no, Newcomb you don't reckon expensive. Newcomb? I reckon Newcomb's going to be like, he'll average probably, you know, 10 like tackles and 20 like, he he's Yeah, it'll be all tackles. He's yeah. the player that doesn't, will win his own footy. So it's he should be fine, Newcomb. But yeah, I think they just, at times they will battle to kind of get the, the ball in the hands, like hold on to the footy. I think they'll get run over in a few games. I think mm. so. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be interesting. Might be up and down. Big Sammy Mitchell, mate. Yeah, underestimating him. Get Wingard in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we come back. Dude, Wingard's like traditionally he's always been like eighty-eight average down to 60, 88, 60 or whatever. This year was a down contract. Year. Next year's yeah, back up. All right, let's get let's get back to Tom Mitchell though. So let's let's have a look at it from a Collingwood point of view. He he's in that midfield. He boosts those centre bounces back up to where they were before. No worries with Taylor Adams. I'm not worried about him coinciding, living in harmony with Taylor Adams. I think Talk actually- about the five weeks Sean, uh, Sean Darcy has off per year, which is probably yeah, a bit true. harsh on Sean Darcy. Um, Adams, way yeah, worse absolutely. and way more reliable to miss time. So, Do we see someone like Pendles move out to defence full-time? Because they tried that this year, but they kind of had yep. to move him back into the into the, yep. into the midfield to kind of that. Degoe kind of might get freed up a little bit because he's probably their best contestant Honestly, player. the one thing I think that I was thinking would happen next year, which now I'd- think maybe just takes a year um, longer. I thought Nick Dacos, as a midfielder junior, I thought he was going to go straight into the guts and that the pendles kind of would switch there. But does Nick Dacos now just sit on that halfback another year and just chill out and while- He's he pretty effective on the halfback line. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because he's a bonafide midfielder when he's like ready to go. Yeah. That's what, that's what I wonder. I can see him staying on the halfback for sure for at least another year. Yeah. I reckon that might happen. Um, but yeah, like fantasy-wise, he'll be back. What do you reckon the average is? He averaged 28 disposals this year. <laughs> Just asking for averages this time of year is so like oh, ready to like bring this clip back up at the end of the year when we're all wrong. Oh, I won't do it to you, mate. Um, he aver- oh, like, look, sorry, just this little stat. Average yeah. 28 disposals and 96 AFL fantasy uh, last year from like stuff all CBAs and yeah. bench, like really low yeah, time look, on. Yeah, look, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 
110 plus. Ooh, that's what I was hoping to hear. As an yeah, owner, stuff it. I've got him in my squad. I'm going to say 110. I'm going to say 110 plus. And I know that they've got a pretty like they're tw- they were 12th um, overall for fantasy points. Hawks were 13th, so like pretty much similar teams. But like you say, I don't think you can get a worse role than Titch had last year for the kind of player that he is. Yeah, and I think they've got him just to chuck in there. All right, we'll move on to the next uh, player. What, Lou, you didn't give oh, us sorry. your what do you reckon? Uh, I think it's probably more 100 to 105 just based on what other Pies midfielders were able to do yeah. uh, in the season gone. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm going to say, one, I'm gonna say 120 be. plus then. Okay. <laughs> I like the 110. It'd be, yeah, between 100 and 110. That's I'll pick I'm him going. in classic, so I, I yeah, hope he goes 110. Diego yeah. Mira on the Hawthorne kind of news, how he went to Fremantle. So um, we've talked about the impact on Hawthorne enough in their midfield, but uh, what happens at Fremantle? Does he go straight into that midfield? He was stuck on the half-forward flank a lot last year at uh, at Hawthorne when he wasn't injured and still averaged 82. Does he just go into that midfield? Monday played a I think Monday came out late, but he was in there a lot of last season. So um, he slots in, do you reckon? I think so. Yeah. It seems like they're putting Nat Fife out to pasture. Yeah, and just sort play of. Forward. So we'll he'll see gun, what. He'll be going to have in the forward once he's fully fit. Yeah, well, yeah, if he can get fully yeah, fit. If he can get fully fit. So yeah, I, I t- tend to agree that Fife is going to sit up forward. Um, then I think it's basically just going to be um, Sarong and Brayshaw, and I think Jager Mira could play kind of third string to those two, which is pretty handy, really. Could and be like that 90, 90 kind of 95 average. They midfielder. had uh, Neil Erasmus in the twos yes, tearing yeah. it up as well, yeah. so he might be a player that might not get as much opportunity as one. what he yeah. would like, if Jager didn't come Speaking in. Speaking from Louis, Louis, your team name? Erasmus has, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, did, we did speak about it in the final uh, when we talked about in the finals. We talked about Monday's last game, and we were really big on Erasmus. Then, yeah. now this has happened. I think we take a step back. Yeah, um, massively. I know, like, because all the the general um, idea when you're looking at um, players in the offseason, you know, new club, oh, they're going <laughs> to improve their average, and we know it doesn't always happen. Um, in fact, a lot of the time, it sort of stagnates, but. With O'Meara, 82 average last year on Hawthorne. We've talked about how Titch was kind of in a bad role. You know, they're playing a lot of the kids. Can he just get a lot better than that? Or is Frio too stacked for that to happen in this case? Has he even gone over 100 average? I don't think so. He averaged 99.6 in 2019. But he's averaged, so his last, you know, four years uh, from 2018, 96, like I said, 99.6, 76 in COVID year. 96 in 2021 and then 82 last year. So if can he we plays get in the midfield, he goes back to those 90 90s. plus. Yeah, 90s. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Mira is back to fantasy relevance for those owners. So, yeah, yeah good for them. Uh, next one is Lloyd Meek to Hawthorne. There's only two to go. So Lloyd Meek to Hawthorne. Um, there's no impact uh, at uh, Fremantle with Darcy and Jackson there now. Um, at the new clubs, what's going to be real interesting? At Hawthorne. It's going to be super interesting. Now, yeah, this is so fun. I looked at Kayser's best 22 um, for Hawthorne. I don't know why he did a Hawthorne best 22. It seems pretty random. but um, And he had Ned Reeves as the emergency. So When was this? When was uh, two or three weeks ago. So he was, uh, there was a tweet saying how bad Hawthorne was going to be. He said, he's saying they're not going to be that bad. Look at their best 22. Oh. And he had Lloyd Meek number one ruck. Mm. And then he had, um, oh, what's your boy name? The guy with the mullet. What's his name? Oh, Pete yeah. Feller? Max Lynch. Max, Max Lynch, Lynch has the <laughs> yeah. backup ruck. And Ned <laughs> yeah. Reeves on the pine. Oh, sorry, yeah. on the emergency list. Now, mm. that same day, Ned Reeves won the most promising young player, or the most <laughs> promising player at Hawthorne <laughs> at the same day. All right. So yeah. if there's no bias there, oh, I am shocked. <laughs> um, because Hawthorne really rate Ned Reeves. Now, I don't know if that changes with Meek coming in. 
we saw later on in the last year that Reeves actually was quite handy up forward. Well, not for, for Hawthorne, for you know, he could he could play that kind of ruck forward role along with McAvoy. Mm. So Lloyd Meek could go into that number one role and it's rotate what? with Reeves up forward. Reeves that could be something yeah. happen. I'm on the Oracle side. Yeah, well, I think Lloyd Meek becomes the number one ruckman, and yeah. he's also somebody who's demonstrated he can play tandem ruck, and I think yeah. that will be with Max Lynch. He didn't play wow. a heap of footy last year, but he's got something about him. So they're going to turf their most promising grunt. player from last season. Well, he's, he can be he can continue to provide promise in the VFL. <laughs> but you, you said he won their most promising player from half a season, so half the bar can't be set that high. I don't know if you could well, imagine with a full season getting their best and fairest. I, I just, I just found it so. Funny. How did Josh Ward not win that or yeah. Connor McDonald? I think he probably or, won some other award. That's probably yeah. Connor yeah. Mac. Yeah. Oh, probably won their right best boy. and fairest or something. I think that was just a sympathy award. I don't know. Isn't his dad the CEO? I just love like we were arguing in this studio like all season. Yeah, who's going to take the number one mantle, Reeves or Lynch? It's like neither. The answer was neither. His Meek is the number one ruck. With Lynch playing up, uh, sorry, with Reeves playing up forward, Lynch's emergency. Lynch just can't run out games. That's the issue. That's that's also true. But yeah. that being said, I don't think Lloyd Meek's going to be a massive scorer because nah, just because he true. wasn't a massive scorer when he did have opportunity as the number one rocket at Freo. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the last trade. It's not really fantasy relevant, but Rory Lobb to the Bulldogs. Um, I guess uh, at Fremantle, they're fine. They've got Jackson's going to slow into that forward role. They've got Corbett there for backup now. Um, at the new club, though, like, Where's Bruce at? Um, does it help Norton? Does it hinder him? Does it hurt Jamara Ugal Hagen? Um, does he split in the ruck? I know he doesn't really class himself as a ruckman, but he has played ruck in the past. Lot I has. think he, I think he has to yeah. because it's only Tanglish. Um, Steph Martin's gone finally. It's probably actually probably good too late. for English because I don't think whatever ruck time it is, it's not going to be huge no, for Lots. No, it's not. Yeah, and it's English the kind of is your man now. So now you know English is going to be like a predominantly number one ruck, but, which yeah. is a bit of a chop out. I just can't get over the audacity to be 207 centimetres and be I'm, like, I'm not, no, no, I'm, I'm not, not a ruckman. ruckman. Yeah. But meanwhile, also not really be much better than a goal a game forward. Yeah. So yeah. I reckon he's somebody who might just have to suck it up and actually split that ruck time a little bit. That being Bevo's, said, yeah, Bevo's not going to let him do what he wants. I don't think he's going to chip into English's time much. I think nah. English will just keep on chugging along if anything might improve. But what but- about in case of the forwards? So there's already, like I said, they've got Bruce, they've got Norton, they've got Ugo Hagen. Do they play all four? Um, does it hurt one of them? Does it kick one of them out of the side? Does- I think Bruce, Bruce didn't, Look, I know he came back off a knee injury, but he looked like he was kind of struggling a bit there towards the end of the season. And there was Darcy in there too. Darcy too, but he can go back. He can go on the ruck too. And so can, oh, so can Norton. Out, yeah. Yeah. Norton was drafted as He'll a He'll probably be defender. the one that does the rucking if he's ready next year. Yeah. Like as in split. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That's another one we just have to monitor to Norton see how that Norton was drafted as a key defender, so he could be someone that goes back. But then again- it's Offers so much up forward. They though. brought in Liam Jones too, so yeah, all of a sudden- of yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, the dogs sort of have a problem with their tools and how to fit them into their side. Uh, one I'm, one will monitor, but Rory Lobb's not a player I'm considering in fantasy anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, that brings us to the end of the recap of the trade and free agency period. Um, while we're here, we'll just talk about membership um, and showing your support for the podcast. So, yeah, if you do want to support the podcast, please sign up as a member. Uh, members will get uh, off-season resources. You'll get uh, drafty fantasy scores and the analysis guide that we put out last year that we'll put out again this year, which has an analysis on every player taken in the draft and what sort of play they are in terms of fantasy or key forwards or whatever they are um, to let you know who to draft, along with their fantasy numbers as well. 
the breakout track will come out around January, so that'll be updated. We'll have draft rankings early next year, bonus podcasts all throughout the offseason, um, and much, much more. So if you want to support the podcast, you'll get those as a reward. There's a link in the description below if you want to sign up. But if you you know don't want to chip in financially, there's heaps of other ways you can support the podcast. The big one I think I would like people to do if they could is um, subscribe to us on YouTube, I think. So if you get a 1,000 subscribers, you can start monetizing and stuff like that. So if, mm. if you've got a YouTube account, just give us a cheeky little subscribe because that would be super helpful. But anyway, you can support the podcast. You could just follow us, follow our socials, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, like our posts, retweet them, tell a friend about them, leave a review, all that sort of stuff helps. So if you could support the podcast in those ways, we'd really appreciate that. So thank you. All right, we'll get into the questions really quickly. There's only about five here, and I think most of it we've covered anyway, but we'll just keep the listeners happy. Um, at McCrath DT, g'day legends. Who do you think, uh, which kids do you see having the biggest bump for the Hawks and the Giants um, with their stars leaving? So for the Hawks, we kind of already touched on. Newcomb's like the number one guy. We see and Ward and like probably Ward. McDonald too. I think Ward will, Ward will have the biggest Ward, jump in the points. The biggest jump, yeah. Second, he'll be the classic second-year breakout. Such a massive amount of points McDonald will get, will get more inside time. Yeah, I'm not Con thinking fantasy-wise just yet, but he will get some more inside time, which will be good fun. With the Giants, if it pushes someone like Kelly in forwards, you've got um, Finn Callahan that probably could just run along that wing. Um, Lockie Ash, is he one that could come in the midfield? Yeah, perhaps. I think, like we said earlier in the podcast, Tom Green's probably the main one. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, how McDonald goes because even though he wasn't scoring as much as Ward, obviously he was still managing to find quite a bit of the footy in that graveyard shift of half forward. So if he does get more opportunity, he might be the one that sort of comes out of left field and he's the guy that jumps up the most. I actually just figured out who's going to be the guy. Who is it? Harry Perryman. In the inside role. Yeah, did it last year. Oh, oh, I, don't, I don't mind that. Got Checkers last, will love it. Got the last three games of the season, 89%, 90%, 92% center bounces. Tagging. Yeah, but that's a guy that only averaged 29% last year. Yeah. Um, so that could be just a role change completely. The only negative is that coach isn't even at the club anymore. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But fresh set of eyes. Yeah. If they want to get that, if they want to compete, especially early days, like- if they go the youth kind of, you know, if they're in that rebuild phase, I feel like they've just got too many. They've got cattle though. They've, they've got, got cattle. Cogs, so they've got Josh Kelly. They've got Tom think. Green. They've Callum got Ward, Perryman to me. <laughs> Perryman to me is the closest thing you've got to like a Hopper, even though I know Hopper didn't play yeah, last I year, like but that. do you know what I mean? Yeah, He's I like kind that. of that big body kind of can get in there. Yeah, can do those. Bit of a different look. Don't mind that one there, Dossie. That's not too bad. Um, next one comes from at Bego9880 with Ben King coming back and Rankin and Bo's gone. Where do you think Lukosius and Fiorini play next year in brackets, if at all, for Fiorini? Excuse me. Dossie, this is a big question I would like. Yep. I know you love Lukosius. Where does he play long term? Well, actually, more so, let's just rephrase that. Who are Gold Coast's key forwards? Max King, uh, Ben King, sorry, obviously. Who is the second one long term over the next five years? Chol's not that old, is he? No, you're right, Chol. Yeah. He'd be 25, yeah, 26, maybe. So yeah, well, my thing is just I'm, I'm so worried about Lukosius being just stuck as a key forward, you know. Yeah. Drafted as a key forward, you, you spend pick three on him and then play him on a halfback flank just for fantasy Look, purposes. Look, actually, the thing is I didn't worry. Like, I think I mentioned this for the last like for the last year, but even as a forward, I wasn't that worried if he plays, if they had another key forward because yeah. he, to me, is like your Charlie Kerno mould of getting up the field. Like, obviously not Charlie Kerno, but- 
that mould of getting up the field further, getting a stack of marks, yeah, work rate off the charts, that sort of thing. I mean, you know more about your, your boy Lacocious. What do you think? He's put on a lot of kilos. So yeah. So, I don't know if he's going to play key defence or key forward, but I don't see him being massively mobile. Okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that was my take all along. He's just too good. Like they're your most important types of players. It's and not they good don't news. Grow on trees. It's not good news, but they're the most enti- important types of players. They're the, they're the they're the players that kind of win you games, win you finals. You build premierships around them. You don't waste his talent on a halfback flank on a wing, no matter how good it is for how what's, bad it is for a fans. Yeah, on the scales, that'll be the deeper dive. Tip one hundred. What do we got? Been looking at it. I heard ten kilos. Oh, right. that's not good news for fantasy. Fiorini, <laughs> 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 does he get a game? No. That's my. Not a, it's not a bold call. It's not a smooth ball call. It's just a call. Look, I mean, you, there's a reason the man himself finally wanted out. Yeah, there's a reason he stayed too. He loves the Gold Coast lifestyle. That's the thing. He's happy to live on the Gold Coast, playing the twos, get paid. Nah, he's not happy. <laughs> is, it, is it Blue Mountain State? Yeah, the TV show. Yeah, he's just the guy who loves playing twos and getting paid shit tons of money well, if, for it. If there was money for who's going to win the VFL BNF next year, get your money on the man. <laughs> yeah, I, it's gonna. It's a shame for him. Obviously, he was keen to get out. Um, finally, put in the the trade request, could see the the path of not getting that time. And I think Stewie again is just going to leave him in the twos. Probably is that depth. He's a guy who will get delisted and win like three JJ Liston trophies, best and fairest. In the I think you'll be. I think you'll be elsewhere next year. Hope so. Uh, at Russ two four six eight, how big are we on McLean now? Dunkley and Hunter are gone from Western Bulldogs. We've pretty much said this, but he wants to know: Will he get an eighty average out of McLean to make a trade that he made success? Do you think he gets an eighty average? Yeah, bank on it. Yep, cool. Um, at Isaac underscore WF uh, with Acres and Tucker gone, do you see an increase in scoring responsibility for Nathan O'Driscoll? If so, what do you see him reaching? I reckon he'll. I reckon he'll average eighty this next season. Can um, the play style like can Erasmus play a wing? Yeah. That would be because yeah. if I they're trying to could. find yeah, a place for him, that's the guy maybe that we're not talking about enough that the outside. could be that guy. Because O'Driscoll, correct me if I'm wrong, still got a game at times with Akers in the side. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, because yeah. it was um, and then it was Aish when Aish kind of went in a little out. bit. So you could see Aish just kind of go. Well, Aish played a lot of ins. He played tagging yeah, and stuff he like played that. Played a well. bit of that so mix. So you could see you could see them too. Um, you could see, uh, yeah, you could see them line up on the wings. I think with O'Driscoll. And yeah, Erasmus could be the ones. We keep it keeps slipping our mind that fifth interchange too, so yeah, that might just make yeah. it super easy. Fire, yeah, that's a good point. Could be more rotations as well, less CBAs spread overall too, mm. which could be interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, don't, don't know if I like it. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> anyway, just stop changing things. But anyway, let's wrap it up there. Uh, great podcast, fellas. I really appreciate you giving up your time coming in to have a chat with us about that. Uh, but yeah, really in depth. Analysis of all the trades there and got me thinking now. I like, haven't thought too much about it, and yeah, I was yeah. like looking at I, honestly looking at just the center bounce mix and seeing who's where. I was at the end for people that want to check it out on the Keeper League website. The the Bulldogs midfield mix, very very interesting ones to look at there for who's going to take those that role. Yeah. That resource definitely been getting a workout. The yeah. old uh, <laughs> CBA used it this whole show. So well, yeah. I, it's funny because I probably use it more in the off season. Yeah, and then I just totally sorry, Hef. I just totally <laughs> no. neglect it during the season. It's fine. Yeah, you, we, the thing is, like, if you're watching, your the, games, in the, if you're watching the game, sure. you know what's happening, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of see it. You can see the trends with the scoring. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, let's wrap it up. So get around us on our socials: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, that really help us out if you could do that. Um, 
support our sponsors by supporting the sponsors you support us so you head to manscaped.com uh, use the code KEEPER20 buy yourself some Christmas gifts or some gifts for other people who wouldn't want a ball trimmer for uh, for Christmas or you know even some deodorant or some uh, body wash or something like that you can, you can get it all there um, and yeah support the podcast by becoming a member plenty of pre-season content and resources coming up early next season anything you guys want to plug nothing coming up no. All right. I'll no. be, the next podcast is going to be a members <laughs> only one for uh, about the draft, so you don't want to miss that one. And yeah. I'm working on a working on a guest for this one, so should be uh, should be a good one. So make sure you remember oh. you don't miss out on the draft podcast. Anyways, it's not Matty Rendell, is it? Oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's, he's, uh, even I wouldn't go that low. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks, listeners, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya.